Chichi on a Friday, baby. How we doing, man? What's going on? Fun bag. We used to call it Fun Bag Friday, right? Fun Bag Friday. Yeah, that's what we, what we we used to do. What one a guest on Tuesdays yeah. and Fun Bag Friday. Yeah, that was like years ago, dude. Yeah. Years. It's funny to say years ago. How many episodes are we at? We this I believe is three hundred and sixty-five today. Wow, good for three sixty-five, baby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, pretty legit. Good dude, for us. Funny, you know, I've been. So I, I was alerted. I forgot about this. You know, MLB Network launched on January 1st, 2009. Yes. So on New Year's Day, this past New Year's Day, was the 15-year anniversary of when I produced the very first show in MLB Network history. Wow. I'm pretty proud is, of that. Dude, hell yeah, cool. you should be proud. Dude, you helped start that whole place. That was so cool. Dude, well, that's what, what I was actually just going to bring up was uh, I was on uh, Instagram before and Shahadi, Lauren Shahadi's yeah. Instagram. She's got a great Instagram. She's funny. And it's usually clips from her shows, which are very funny yeah. too. But uh, she's telling this story to Harold and Matt about how if you put an onion in your sock, have you ever heard this? You cut an onion in half and you oh, put yeah, like, it, like, it, like, it, like, it absorbs uh, sickness. Yeah. yeah. That's not the funny part is how Harold, Harold goes, does it make your feet cry? <laughs> he, is, he is a national treasure. National treasure. I, I created that show too, by the that's way. A, that's a, no, uh, no big deal. Man, created a that of, show. A lot of shows on that uh, place that you helped. Created create. a quick pitch. No, no big deal. Let's go. No big deal. You know what I was thinking about? This all ran through my head this morning. Uh, quick pitch, little uh, history lesson. <clears throat> was originally just Sundays with Hazel May. And I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you were on one of these first two or three shows, but the last hour of MLB Tonight, Monday through Friday, was going to be recorded, and that was going to be the show of record. But you guys, it was like, you know, you, you see Mitch Williams at one o'clock in the morning. He's he, he was he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed by by that hour, <laughs> and like it just didn't work. So we took the Sunday quick pitch, and that is now what you see. We 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 were like we got to do it five days a week so that you know people in the morning could see the uh, right you know the end of the late games. Well, dude, people want to see highlights. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just saying, you tune in. I, I mean, when I turn on places, I don't think there's a matter of fact. I don't think there's enough highlights nowadays i agree like, it's like it used to be tv now playing music videos the, the the sports world is doing the same thing mtv did to the music video exactly dude you exactly you turn it yeah you want to see freaking uh you know jefferson starship playing uh you know whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever songs they play is that, who, uh what's the i want my mtv i want my mtv uh, was that them but, that might, no, that wasn't. No, that was uh, it was Dire Straits. Yeah. Dire Straits. So, yeah, you, know you want to see Dire Straits saying, I, "I want my I MTV." See, I want to see the cartoon thing that goes take. On uh, exactly. Me. Yeah, you want to see. You want to see. Uh, you want to see running down a dream. Tom Petty, the guys in the. You know. You know. <laughs> you know yeah, all those. Thing. You want to see a full yeah. Yankee highlight, a full right, 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 right. It, that's a great comp, dude. That's a Thank great you. comp. And now you're like, you turn on MTV, you're like, another reality show, another this and that. You're like, all right. Yeah. I want to, you know, like, that's why quick pitch is so good. Yeah. You, you wake up in the morning as a kid, you're eating your cereal. You want to tune into quick pitch and see the highlights yeah. and then go to school. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like just yeah. back in the day, I wanted to see Keith Oberman and Dan Patrick doing sports center highlights and just making me laugh and watching all the highlights from all the sports. Exactly. dude. Exactly. It's a new day. You kids, you kids these days with your, uh, you kids, these kids it's like everything's got to be 30 seconds it's got to be 30 seconds if it's not 30 seconds 
a kid will throw your phone out the window. They can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we sound like old men. What is it? Yelling at clouds? <laughs> it's the truth, though, dude. But <laughs> what's crazy is we're saying it's like this is what everyone was saying back when the black and white TV came out. This is going to be the end of civilization. <laughs> with the radio, end of civilization, TV, yeah. color TV. Yeah. And then, you know, with those, you had to carry me out of eight people to help carry you in the big tubes. Yeah. You know, you carry the, yeah. the big, oh, thing, God. Yeah, big box TVs. So it's going to so be the end of the world. Then when video games came out, like, you know, mm -hmm. in television, Atari, you know. Uh, yeah. This thing. The phone. Yeah. You call this a dream killer. Oh, this is the dream killer. But I'm saying, we <laughs> we always said all the way up. Now we're at phones and we're like, this is the dream killer. Apps. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, in 10 years, I'm saying 10 years from now, it's going to be a totally different world. Yeah. What will it be then? Will it be the meta goggles that like you, you you're doing your Zoom? We're doing the mayor's office on meta goggles. That yeah. I'm not serious. That I mean, I'm serious. That could happen. People are going to be marrying their AI uh, robots. That's what's yeah. Happen. Seriously. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to feel good story, man. Yes. Polar bear Pete Alonzo has his boy back in town. Who your buddies with Harrison Bader, right? Yeah, man, good for those guys. I saw, I saw Alonzo sh shot a, uh, uh, a tweet out there or something saying the Diesel Bros are back. So yeah. they must they were they played together at U uh, University of Florida, dude. And yeah. it is pretty cool because he was saying, "Hey, back with the orange and blue." Is yeah, cool? Florida, same colors as the Mets. They're back in it, and I, I love, dude. I love people. Some people not, might not know this, but Bader grew up in Manhattan. I did not know that. Yes, dude, he still lives there. So, like, really, he's fired oh, up. Oh, that he's is still in New York. Awesome. Yeah, he loves New York. His family's from New York. He grew up like a Manhattan kid. I always wondered, like, who grows up in Manhattan? I remember one day on the bench, on the bench, I'm talking to Bader. He's like, "Yeah, I grew up in Manhattan, right down on 145th." We used to. I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I grew up in." Man I go, "You grew up in Manhattan, not like on Long Island." He's like, right. "No, in Manhattan." I've always been curious of that too. I had a girl I was good friends with who moved onto my block, like when we were in high school and she was from, she lived in Manhattan in her life. And I'm like, what did you do as like a kid? She's like parks and museums. That's what you do when you're a kid in, yeah. who lives in Manhattan. You go to parks and museums. Parks and probably you're also probably pretty rich. I would say in some places. If you're I, would living in like, I would have to think. Yeah. If you're living in midtown Manhattan, like if you're like, Jack Leiter didn't grow up in a in a a, a, a pop, an impoverished area. He was on the Upper East Side with his dad. You know. Yeah, yeah. Is that where is that where is that where they were? Dude, dude, this is the craziest story. Uh, Jack Leiter, six years old, running around in Central Park playing uh, baseball, oh, and he started playing with some kid. And these kids started throwing, and they became really good friends. And they started playing. They were six, seven years old. Yep. It was Anthony Volpe. Volpe. That's incredible. What Anthony a story. Volpe and Jack Leiter running around since they were six or seven years old together. It's funny you said that. Did you draw on memories for me now? Because I had a conversation with the uh, with Volpe's parents, who are two of the nicest human beings in the entire world, <laughs> and uh, and they were talking about uh, Mr. Volpe was telling me that story about how they became friends with the Leiters in like Central Park. Because I was like, what did you do? Like, how did you raise yeah. Volpe those first years? He's like. He's like, well, my wife and I are working downtown. He's like, and you yeah. just, you would just, you know, go walk in Central Park or take a walk. I'm like, that's weird. And then him and, and then they end up going to high school together, right? Del Barton. Del Barton winning the championship. State yeah, incredible. Really dude. cool. Mr. Two, incredible, two incredible people too, Lighter and, and yeah. Volpe. 
I yep. can't wait till they face off, bro. And the oh, big dude. Soon. Jack's going to be there soon, and Volpe will be ready. Dude, I have a clip awesome. from when I when I went and did that interview with them when they were in Del Barton, and I asked them that question. Maybe I'll play it next week on our yeah. show. Each guy answered, what it would it be like? Yankee Stadium one day, Jack on the mound, Volpe gets into the box. And they both got, like, definitely got emotional when they answered. It's, I mean, they're buddies since little kids. It's crazy. That's awesome. Big leaguers. I love it, dude. Nice. Um, all right. Speaking of big leaguers, we got uh, the hammer. John Heyman did a nice little free agent. I, I on him. <laughs> dude, knowing John Heyman, is that really his? Is that really his, is that your? Is that your nickname for him, or is that really his nickname? Because <laughs> That's when you meet John Heyman, the last thing you think is he's dropping a hammer on somebody. No. Sherman would. Sherman would hit you with a hammer. Sherman actually, you'd have a problem with Sherman. He's like, he's from Brooklyn. He really, you know, he looks like a little nerdy, but he'll actually probably beat the Tardia, take you out back. He'd play, he would fight dirty. Sherman would fight dirty. He's scrapping your eyeballs out or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you think uh, he's like, he's like this journal. He's like, oh, I'm a Brooklyn ba brawler. You know, I'm, 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 I'm balling out there on the streets and yeah. shooting threes, which I bet you he was. So. He was. Yeah. And Br Brian Kenny's sneaky like that too. You're like, oh, this guy, uh, Brian Kenny, he'll throw a freaking Irish right on you. He you won't know what hit you. Will. He'll yeah. kick you with those uh, cowboy boots he wears. Yeah. I mean, he will square up. BK will square off on you. He, he, he might get no, he his was butt a boxer. whipped. He wanted to know. He wanted to be a professional boxer. He was like chief of security at Sears on Long Island before he <laughs> was he really? Yes, dude. He like ran security for Sears, a huge, a huge place. Dude, or maybe assistant dude, head. I don't know. Dude, his dad straight off the boat in Ireland too. And he was like a Manhattan. Yeah, his dad had like a Billy Club cop. Yeah. So was, yeah. <laughs> Club cop. <laughs> um, all right. So some good. baseball players we have not talked about that thankful to the hammer John Heyman. For reminding us of so like a guy playing second base. We mentioned Hoskins yesterday at first. How about Whit Merrifield that's just sitting out there? Sitting out there. And so is Elvis Andrews. Whit Merrifield, don't forget, was an all-star last year, I believe, with the Blue Jays. Yes. He's been in I mean, he's a stud. Steals bases. He's one of the few guys in the league that steals bases continually. Um, that was that was interesting. And then we talked about it, man. God, at one point, Gary Sanchez. I swear, I thought he was going to be a Hall of Famer. I thought he was that good. Dude, he, he kind of re resurrected himself last year, don't you think? He Went did. to the Padres, you know, kind of got things going, was hitting for some big power. Yeah, I mean. Um, the one thing he could still do, Chinch, is hit a homer. Mm-hmm. He could still hit a big fly for you. Yeah, last year he played 72 games and hit 19 home runs, dude. That's, That's what I mean, dude. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else we got on this list that popped out at me? Um. To Oscar Hernandez. Don't forget, don't forget too. Well, he was the guy catching Snell last year, Sanchez. Ooh. A lot of a lot of his starts. So I'm just saying, you know, people are like, oh, Gary Sanchez is not good defensively. He's good enough. If he can hit you 25, 30 home runs a year right? in this day and age, dude. At that position. Not, I, if you're back in the day, if you're hitting 200 with 20 homers, you're in the minors. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I always think of I always think of uh, um a guy named Mike Hessman. Remember oh, him? Okay. Yeah. Mike Hessman with the Braves. Yeah. Dude, the Tigers. I played with him with Tigers. But dude, Hessman would hit 40 bombs a year and hit 240 in AAA. Right. Never get caught. Like, if Mike Hessman nowadays would be making $20 million a year. <laughs> no, seriously, dude. He had You're that right. kind of power. He'd probably hit 220 with 35 bombs. He'd be like, hey, yeah. great job. You know, so like Sanchez nowadays, it's even weird to say, but that's, that's where the game is. Hey, Gary Sanchez, hit us 210. 
with 30 yeah. and you're a valuable commodity out, out there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, let me rip through a ton of starting pitching that we're not, we're not uh, talking that much about. We all know Snell. Everybody's talking about him. Everybody's talking about Montgomery. And by the way, they're, their prices apparently are going higher and higher, and they will cost more than you thought maybe two months ago, apparently, from what a lot of the insiders are saying. But here's who you can also get. You can also get Marcus Stroman. You can get Sean Manaya. You can get Brandon Woodruff, who hits too, by the way. Good hitter. And and I'm surprised that Clayton Kershaw is still on this list, dude. He's got to go back to the Dodgers. He's yeah. going back to the Dodgers. I I I... I is he going to Texas? Is he going to Texas? You know, I, I just say, isn't he from? He's from Texas. Yeah, he's from right? Texas. Um, dude, can you imagine Clayton Kershaw not in a Dodger uniform? No, that would just that'd be, be like so weird. That'd be like Jeter on the on the Padres to me. That's how <laughs> big that is. Like so weird, dude. Be so weird. He can't do that. He can't do that. And then again, Strowman. I don't know why Strowman has it. I guess it, I, you think everybody's waiting for Snell in Montgomery. Like, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Well, um, I think, I think Montgomery's definitely waiting for Snell. Right. Because I think Snell's going to set the market for a lot of those other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's Stro Strowman, Strowman's still out there. I mean, yeah. There's, there's some good arms out there, man. Yeah, bullpen guys. Ready? Josh Hader. We've been talking about. Right. Where's Hader going to land? Yeah. Jordan Hicks is out there. David yes. Robertson. I mean, he's on the wow. back end of his career, but he knows how to pitch. Wandy Peralta. Adam Adovino, dude, who can has one of the nastiest pitches in baseball. When he's on, he's yeah. And Juanny Peralta's nasty too. Oh yeah, got great so, stuff. He's it's got very great interesting stuff. how, I mean, we're we're sitting tight. Everybody's sitting tight. And plus, by the way, there's a whole other influx of uh, Japanese pitchers that that are that are out there right now that are also kind of in the mix for this stuff. Obviously, not at the level. He, he, what is it? Iam Imanaga. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but I am a Naga, I believe. Right now. He's really good, uh, too. There's a wait, he's waiting to sign. Yeah. He's Look, kind of that second tier, next tier guy. Yeah, here's another one. Uh, the Dodgers are reportedly want star pitcher, Japanese pitcher, Roki Sasaki. There's another, there you go. No matter yeah. what, it says 13 yeah. years ago. There's well, like dude, five or six pitchers coming. Well, what, what, listen, one thing about the Japanese pitchers, bro, and facing these guys, man, they have an equalizer pitch in that split. The split finger is like throwing a four-seam fastball in Japan. I remember facing Hideo Nomo, dude. I have terrible numbers oh. against Nomo. Can you find my numbers against yeah, Hideo Nomo? Dude, he used to dominate me, and I'd be like – and I would. I remember times being as hot as I've ever been in my career, and he would just neutralize me with that split finger. He would come up real yeah. high release, almost felt like an eight-foot release – yeah. Over the top, it would come down. It would look like a four seamer. And I swing him. In. I remember Jack McKeon one time, my manager in Cincinnati. I came back to the guy. I was like, "Hey, Case." He's like, "You know, you gotta just lay off that split figure. You know, <laughs> see it. You know, if it's there, if it's down, lay off." And I go, "Jack, it looks like it's right down the middle, at fifty-seven feet. It's there. Yeah. As soon as I go to swing, it freaking leaves me like an elevator shaft down the shafts. Here we go. So, those, I like I said." There's something about when the Dude. Japanese pitchers come over here, they do well with that split finger. Nine at-bats, nine plate appearances against Nomo. You were one for eight with Sean Casey had three strikeouts. And there you go, dude. Three strikeouts. Yeah. Nomo. There you go. There you go. Dude, Dominated. I used to always be him in wiffle ball. I used to, like, that yeah. freaking wind-up sideways. 
Yeah. Awesome. Everything he did was real high, though. High wind-up. Yeah. And the release point was so high. And it was just, like He's I said. Hard, man, too, right? I, yeah, hard. he was throwing. I want to say he was 94, 93, 94, 95. Yeah, that was something. That was a big deal when he came in. Yeah, it was legit, dude. He, that was, he, and plus, like with the Dodgers too. It's always the Dodgers. It's Dodger fun. mania, bro. We talked about that. Manny, uh, Ven- Val- Valenzuela, Valenzuela. Yeah, you remember? I, I don't. I was a now Otani. Now Otani. I was a little too young uh, to remember the Fernando mania. Do you remember it well? Not really? Yeah, it was nineteen like nineteen eighty. Yeah, it was like eighty. Kind of do. I was six. I was six. Yes, you didn't really six, know. Seven. I started to look maybe like. What was like the biggest mania when you were a kid? I'm trying to think. Don Mattingly. Oh, dude, I loved Mattingly. Kirby uh, Will, Will Clark was like Will Clark mania Will. in my house. At least in my mind, yeah. in my mind was Will Clark. In Sean Casey's mind, Will Clark mania was. Yeah, all well, that. here in in New York, uh, it was the Mets. There was oh. nothing. There oh, was that's nothing right. bigger than Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. Really? I'd argue in this town that, dude, there's a great picture of like. All the celebrities just used to sh- come out like the way you see like celebrities at uh, Lakers games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's pictures of them with uh, Mike Tyson, and that's yeah. Mike Tyson. Yeah, I, have that, I have that picture right there. You have it, right dude. There. Really? With the three of them together? Well, let me see if I know. Hang on. Can't see it. Oh, there it is. It's up there on top, is. dude. You yeah. have it. That's a good one. Is it signed? Yeah, it's signed. No way. By it's all signed. three of them. Signed by all three, bro. Yeah. Oh my god! If you guys are just listening, Google. Uh, the three of them, Google, uh, yeah. Tyson, Doc, Strawberry, and Doc. Strawberry yeah. and Tyson. It's just, it's, it's the coolest picture ever. But yeah, dude, dude, the, I, dude, the, I, I, first off, I know Strawberry, great guy. To, yes. Know, turned his life around. Really good dude. Very great guy. But dude, I played with Doc Gooden. I played with, That's, yeah, dude, with the, with the Indians in 98, just oh, spring training. Wow. Doc Gooden's the reason I got traded to the Reds. Doc Gooden's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, I, dude, I got sent down from camp. In 98, oh, and I was going back to Buffalo. I just hit 380. I'm like, what else do I have to do in the minors? But I was mm. behind Jim Tomey. You know, it was, it was a numbers game at the end of the day. So I go down. Doc Gooden's getting his last start in before they wow. break camp. So he comes down to AAA to get, get his start in. Hurts his knee in the fourth inning, dude. Oh. Gets taken out, whatever, boom. So we go home from Lakeland, the bus ride. Off the bus, I get grabbed by Mike Brown. Who was the pitching coordinator? He's like, hey, Mark Shapiro needs to see you right now. I'm like, all right, let me grab my bag. He's like, no, oh. you can't. You're not grabbing your bag. He needs to see you right now. Then oh. he calls me in. Mark hits the button, the, the, the speakerphone. John Hart pops on. Sean, we got good news and bad news. The bad news is you've been traded. Uh, the good news is you're going to the big leagues with the Reds. Wow. This has a lot to do with Doc Gooden. You know, just hurt his knee. We need a pitcher. We had to go get Dave Burba. So, Holy incredible. moly. Yeah, that's why couldn't getting hurt was the was the last straw for the reason I went end up going to Cincinnati because they needed pitching because Chad OJ had just down down gone down. Gooden was down. So they were in the in the place to win now. And they, you know, and I just read a, a week earlier, oh. they, they went over the they went over the Indians prospects and and and, and that was the only one that was untouchable. Yes, not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. You're always untouchable until you get touched. Yeah. Dude, that, that what that must have been an emotional roller coaster because you were sad that you're leaving your team, but now all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're in the you're a big leaguer now. That's gotta dude, that must have been dude, such a mind bleep. Craziest thing ever, dude. So Mark Shapiro, you know, obviously so close with Mark, and I, you know, in your mind as a young kid, you think Indians are bust. You're you're coming up with the Indians, you're right. gonna be so then 
I was with three guys in that room, Mark Shapiro, Buddy Black, the manager of the Rockies, and Scott Pioli, who was the GM of the Patriots. Wow. Not at the time, wow. but he was for years when they won it, right? So it was the weirdest yeah. thing ever because Scott and Mark are good friends. So I hug, stood up, hugged Mark. We both are balling. Buddy Black shakes my hand, gives me a hug, goes, hey, Case. He goes, listen. He goes, first time's the hardest, won't be the last. And he was right. First time right. was ours, wasn't the last. Scott oh. Pioli, I don't even know Scott. I, we, have, we I, I'm buddies ah. with him now because of this moment. Yeah. We give a big hug. He's crying. I start crying because oh he God. knows how close Mark and I are. So I walk out of there, dude. It was like such a weird thing because, and I remember, oh, oh, who did I see recently, bro? Uh, oh, oh, um, oh, Pat Evans, dude. So this guy yeah. I played, this guy I played with in the minors, Pat Evans, great dude. He's now an agent, mm -hmm. um, and uh, um, so. I saw him at Reds Fest in Cincinnati. He was representing a couple guys, um, Christian and Carnacio Strand, right? And yeah. so Pat says to Sarah, and I'd have forgot about this. He goes, he goes, the last time I saw Case, he was coming out of Mark Shapiro's office, had just been traded, came into the minor league clubhouse because I was down there. I had to get my stuff. And those guys, we would just finish that game. And, you know, yeah. when Doc got hurt, uh -huh. they were all getting showered up. I come in, and Pat Evans telling a story. He's like, Case comes in bawling. Wow. And he's like, and, and, and I remember asking him, why are you, why are you crying, Case? He's like, I'm going to miss everybody. I'm going to miss all you guys. I forgot that, dude. I think the emotion wow. was so big at that time. And then dude, the next day I'm in Cincinnati for opening day. Walk in, the first guy sees Johnny Bench. And I told that story. <laughs> yeah. And then naked Pete Harnish. Walking by with a toothbrush <laughs> hanging out his butt. And here we go. That was, my, that was, a, that was a 24 hour period for me, bro. 24 hour period. And Life off I changing. went, and then the Reds, you know, my Reds uh, journey began. I could have been anywhere. There's, there's yeah. 27 other teams at that point. In yeah, the, isn't that uh, incredible, dude? And that's incredible. where you wound so, up, the Reds. That's where I went. Yeah, incredible, man. It's uh, divine intervention, big man. Divine that's intervention. Crazy. Yeah, that's why you always got to take your lumps and just see yeah. where it takes you, right? The world takes you where it's going to take you. It takes you where it's going to take you, man. Wow. Wow. I just got goosebumps. That is a crazy story. I don't know. Yeah, isn't that near like that. I don't know. I didn't even get traded or nothing. I did nothing. I have a boring so life. Great. I didn't have a so boring great. life. That's a good life. Um, and it's, it's also, you know, sticking with our theme for, for Breakthrough Pro, which we're, yeah, which, we're, yeah. which we're sponsored by, which starts Sunday with JD and I. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, is, is a perspective. You know I mean? I, I think, I think that, you know, sometimes we tell ourselves stories and I think initially the story, well, the, 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 the neutral event was I got traded. Mm. The first story I told myself was the Indians don't want me. I can't believe uh, they, they, I can't believe they're trading me. This is the only place I wanted to play. Cleveland's, you know, the place for me. Mm -hmm. And I was heartbroken. And then as I started to, you know, be away from it a little bit, I, I said, I got to change this story because Jim Bowden and the Cincinnati Reds want me. They see value in me. They traded their number one starter for me. Cincinnati is one of the greatest baseball cities out there i'm not going to triple a i'm going to the big leagues you got to be wow this is incredible so you know within a conversation in my own mind i was able to take the neutral event of hey man you got traded and the perspective of the victim like oh they didn't want me i'm not good enough all that stuff to no that's not true but the truth for me is they do uh there's a team that wants me and it's jim bowden and then the reds and all these guys and they stuck their neck out for me and they traded their number one starter you know, and I think the biggest thing with stories is if you put your belief in that story, it becomes powerful mm -hmm. until you have belief in any story and anything you're telling yourself, 
That's where the power lies. So just careful what neutral events are happening because both of those aren't true. Yeah. The truth right. is right. I got traded. Neither <laughs> of those stories is true. Right. But I can, but the, my, when I put my belief in a story I tell myself, now it becomes powerful and true for me. So I think that's just a great thing in our minds. And the last thing I'll say, it's like a tree. I always say this. It's like a tree. The tree outside right here is a big oak tree. And I ask you, Chance, what do you think of oak trees? And you go, Case, I love oak trees, man. They got that they, they stand tall in storms. That they got big leaves. They're, they're the strongest trees out there. Man, oak trees are my favorite. And then I say, I can't stand oak trees. I can't stand that they stand big in storms. I don't really like, uh, you know, green leaves and, and brown and all that stuff. The leaves get all over my yard. I can't stand it. I can't stand oak trees. Well, guess what? That tree doesn't give a crap. The tree is the tree. The truth is it's a tree. There's a, probably a, there's a story on either side of that tree, yeah. and the only reason it has power is because I put in belief. I love, I love that. So looking back at all that perspective of me getting traded, oh. I was able to change the story of, man, I'm not good enough. They don't want me to. Man, somebody really wants me. I'm fired up to get to the big league, Cincinnati. Let's go. So it's cool to think it. about. So watch really where cool. your mind goes. It'll it'll take you where you want to take it. Yeah, and so keep going. I'll keep putting the uh, the link to join this thing. Breakthrough Pro with Sean. You get this kind of yeah. stuff, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Breakthrough-pro.com. Join us Sunday night if you can. There you go. Or join us. <laughs> oh, not if you can come join that's us. Not a request that's a threat that's not a request. yeah that's a threat we're threatening yeah <laughs> nice. so all right chichi have, have a great weekend dude and uh i'll be doing breakthrough pro the, the second week of breakthrough pro next week from There's your some, house from here on air facility the on-air facility baby the chichimino <laughs> studio in that basement nice. i'll basically in the background still yeah. running on my face incredible. <laughs> there you go. all right incredible. all right man have a great weekend everybody out there have an incredible weekend we'll see you on monday <laughs>